What does it look like to meet with God and make Him known, not just for a year or two years or even a decade or two decades? What does it look like to meet with God and make Him known for a lifetime, over seven decades, and still going strong? Well, that's what we're going to find out today as we begin this Meet with God, Make Him Known series. I get to interview a woman who has impacted my life greatly. I love what she has taught me, and I can't wait for all of us to hear what she has to say to us as she shares her testimony today. So I'm going to cue the intro, and then we're going to dive into this conversation with my good friend, Ann Wooten. Discipleship starts with a conversation. Yes, God's Word teaches every Christ follower that we're the ones who can lead others God has entrusted to us into these discipleship conversations. However, just as often, other people lead us into these conversations by discipling us and giving us their godly examples to follow. That's what this series of special episodes is about. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry, and in these interview episodes, I get the privilege of talking with some amazing, godly people about how they personally meet with God and then make Him known through their lives. I believe we're all going to be encouraged inspired and challenged through this. So let's get this conversation started. Today, I have the immense pleasure of interviewing for this episode one of my very favorite people. Ann Wooten is an Oklahoma girl, so she comes from where my roots are. We have a lot in common as far as that Oklahoma soil. Ann was married to her husband, Marv, for 54 years until he passed away this last summer. They have four adult children, and amongst those, they have a missionary, they have a son who's in ministry, they have a daughter who is actually on the Family Disciple Me ministry team, Miriam Harris, and they have a special needs adult son named Sam, who is one of the most precious people that I know. Ann Wooten is a prayer warrior. She walks with God faithfully, and I am delighted to have you here in the studio with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Tasha. I am so glad that when I sent you the text and asked if you could join us, that you said yes. <laughs> so here you are, and you have so many things to share with us, but could we start today by you just telling us a little bit about your background from the time you were a little girl? Talk to us about that. As a small girl, I remember sitting on the east side of our yard in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma, thanking the Lord for all the generations that had come before me. Not that anyone had ever told me, but I knew in my spirit that I was blessed because of everyone who loved him long ago. So how did that affect you becoming a believer yourself when you were a little girl? I felt God's presence. All of my life, I felt he was very near. But I also, having grown up in the church, uh, knew that I needed to make a decision on my own. I couldn't ride to heaven on my generational coattails. That it was, as with each of us, that we are responsible for our own choices. And I sensed that early on. At the age of seven, my mother led me to the Lord. It was a very serious conversation. She then took me to the pastor's office 
And he wanted to make sure I fully understood what that meant, that it did not mean that life was going to be easy, but it meant that God would be with me and that I would be committed to him. So um, I was baptized in the days before air conditioning. <laughs> and in Oklahoma, the June bugs in June loved light and water. So we had to wade through all the June bugs that were swimming in the baptistry. And then uh, that particular June night, I was baptized when I was seven. And then it was afterwards that the saints came to welcome me into the family of God. And I remember just sobbing for the opportunity to be a part of the body, to become one of the family. And I literally heard the bells of heaven. Wow. Maybe kind of like the bell of my phone that just sent me and a reminder, <laughs> but even better. Uh-huh. Yes. And I don't want to give away your age, but... I'm 75. <laughs> I was going to say that was about seven decades ago now. And I think that's why this conversation is so profound, mm-hmm. because you've lived for Jesus, with Jesus for so many decades now. And he has been always faithful always trustworthy. And I've always felt, I knew that he not only had my back, he had my sides, my top, my under my feet. He was surrounding me wherever. Uh, because in the 75 years, I've moved 34 times, but he wow. was there. Amen. He was overseas. He was, <laughs> no matter what the dangers, no matter what was going on, he was right there. Anne has so many layers of story that she could share with us that she has shared with me throughout the years about those 34 different places she's lived, about the dangers she has truly faced as she has followed Jesus around the globe. Some of those stories we will have to come back to another day. But in this moment right now, as we begin this series, Meet with God, Make Him Known, I am so curious about what it looks like for you and your life personally to meet with God. What do you do on a day-in, day-out, weekly basis in order to reach back to the God who is reaching out to you? I commit to do the most important thing I can do each day, basically because I'm selfish. I like to know that I'm doing all I can to put on the armor. And in putting on the armor, it's protecting me, my spirit, my mind, my soul, my body. So I commit to spend time with him. I go to the Proverbs, have been going to the Proverbs now, a proverb for the day. So I read, like today's the 20th, I read the 20th proverb. Then I'll read, when our handicapped son, Sam, who's Down syndrome, when he was born 35 years ago, I asked God, where I should go in the Word to gird myself up for whatever lay ahead. And he said the Psalms. And I asked him how long I should stay in the Psalms. And he said the rest of your life. So I go to the Psalms. And then I do a New Testament chapter and an Old Testament chapter as the Spirit leads, the Holy Spirit. So generally that takes about 30 minutes. And then I, then I pray. And primarily my prayer closet is the car. As I'm tooting around, doing my business, taking care of things, I'll pray anywhere. And I have prayed anywhere. So it doesn't matter to me where I am. I am going to pray. And it's primarily praying scripture uh, over my family to the thousandth generation, but also 
my extended family, which is believers all over the world, who I will not meet till heaven, but praying for them to the thousandth generation, just the same. I pray the same thing for them as I pray for those who I know right now, the next two generations younger than me who are coming up behind, but two, all those generations, because he promises to bless those coming after because of someone, someone's commitment to him and their love for him. So to make this really tangible, it sounds to me like you're spending time with the Lord reading. Obviously, you're not doing that in the car. You're probably doing that maybe with your cup of coffee or tea in the morning Mm -hmm. at home. But then your car being your prayer closet, Mm -hmm. you're praying on the go Mm -hmm. as you're almost multitasking. You're talking to God as you're doing the labor that he's given you for that particular day. Right. You are literally going as you're interceding. Right. And sometimes it's prayer walks, but I'm concentrating on him as I'm doing other things. I I have time where I'm just sitting there, but I know that he honors our spending time with him. And my mind is given to him as I'm uh, focusing on him, but my body may be taking care of what I've got to take care of. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really encouraging because all of us live very full, very busy lives. And so to hear your example of I'm praying as I'm going, that's Mm -hmm. really good. And you're being mindful of God's presence Mm -hmm. as you're minding too all the aspects of your life. So then the follow-up question then is, how do you make him known after you meet with God? I will knock on doors. And like yesterday, I was um, there was a woman who was making screens for me at a rental. And she had a lot of words and a lot to share. I could tell she was a very lonely person. She has suffered PTSD for a number of reasons. So I knocked on the door. I threw out the opportunity to talk about God. I mentioned, well, as she was opening up to me that as a believer, I would, I told her that I believe God was blessing her. And she very quickly discarded that. But I gave her the opportunity to walk through that door. She was not willing. The day before, I was with a handy woman who was, I was helping her hang sheetrock. And <laughs> and so I threw out the opportunity, and she took it. And another handyman who'd been uh, doing some work for me, and he was grateful. I've never had anyone who th- was so grateful to hear about God, about Jesus, as he was. So wherever, today it was with a hairdresser and a general. Okay. <laughs> so you, we never know. But I always figure what's the worst that can happen to me would be somebody would shoot me because of sharing the gospel. But then I win. I get to mm-hmm. go to heaven. Hmm. And you have certainly faced that in mm-hmm. other parts of the world, which is that possibility. a pretty amazing part of your story. I like your analogy of opening doors. You can't mm-hmm. force somebody through the door. But when we think in terms of discipleship, mm-hmm. of making Christ known, of speaking him, we give people the opportunity to walk through that door with us. Right. And what can people say about your story? Each of our stories, our journeys are unique. We're, as Christians, we're seeking to stay on the straight and narrow road and not fall off in the bar ditch on either side. Mm. But we are 
focused, and I love the analogy of how Christ focused with his face like flint, Hmm. meaning sharp and extremely, well, just focused. His eyes were set on Calvary. And so my eyes, I must take control of my thoughts and focus on what am I about? Am I keeping the main thing, the main thing? I do not want to be distracted by what all swirling around or my fears. I don't want those to ever control me. So with that and and just the years, the decades that you've spent walking with God, doing this journey with him, the highs and the lows, the good, the bad, all the in-between, here, there, all over the world, what is the final word that you would have today? I know there's more. I know there'll be more that you can mm-hmm. say tomorrow and the next day, but what encouragement would you share with our listeners even right now about this this journey of meeting with God and making him known, this journey of seeking him and then speaking him, this journey of both having our own personal devotions and then discipling others in Jesus' name. How would you encourage us as we close this episode? Mm-hmm. I would say I would have never fathomed how rich and rewarding, how exciting it is with Christ with the good Lord. I think he, because he knows each of us uniquely, he brings opportunities and joys into our life. But the closer that I seek and work at staying with him, the more exciting it is. It's an adventure. Amen. And at 75. And at 75, it's still an adventure every day. It's still an adventure. I love that. I love that. That is such a reason why I love Ann Wooten. (laughs) I love her, her zeal for the Lord. She encourages me in my walk with Him. She challenges me. She inspires me so that I can, in turn, go and encourage, challenge, and inspire those that God has entrusted to me. All of us, all of us get to do this amazing adventure hand in hand with other people. There are those who seek God and then speak into our lives. And then there's those that we seek God and then we get to speak into their lives. What a blessing that we get to do this together. Now, as we close, I want to pray the blessing over all of us as we meet with God and make Him known in our lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. Go with God, friend. Until next time.